Blog Talk Radio. Thunder showers, you name it, floods, you name it. We've had it. It's all part of the past. Today is a typical sunshining day in Sunshine, America's Paradise, St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm excited today because several things going on. We have the doctors back in the house. Welcome back, doctor. Thank you very much. The doctors here. And welcome. Good. Welcome back. We're glad to have Thank you back. You. Okay. Also, we have a topical discussion today about education in the Virgin Islands. And there are two doctors I am starting this new series on. It's about learning from our contemporaries. We've done in the past shows about learning from our ancestors. Now we will move to the part B, I guess you can say, of the series, from the ancestor series to the contemporary series. And today's topic will be our good old friend here next to me, Dr. Leonard Richardson, is one of the topics. And then Dr. Ronald Harrigan, another one. Those two gentlemen have something in common. In fact, have many things in common. They're both Virgin Islanders, both PhDs. They both work in education. And guess what? They haven't stopped. They are still going strong. And we are here to witness and learn from them in more ways than one. Now, I have to, to, to admit up front that I haven't been able to get a hold of Dr. Harrison this week, but hopefully we'll have him coming on next week in live, in person. But nevertheless, we'll talk about him today, and we'll have Dr. Richardson do his sharing of whatever he does, as usual, and we go forward with that. So welcome back, Doc. It's good. Thank good you very back. much. Good. Thank you. Now, the few things that have transpired since we've been here last, most recently was the Liberty Day, Bull and Bread Day. I was uh, asked at Rotary Club to give her a, a, what do you call it, a trivia. And my trivia question is, what day was happening on that Tuesday? And, of course, everybody was able to answer that. But the thing they couldn't answer is, why was it called Bull and Bread? And the only answer I could come up with off the top of my head was, the bull represented the, the beef, and the bread represented bread, Christians usually ate. But then someone said, well, why don't they just say bread and beef or bread and meat? What's the story behind bowl and bread? That, that term. You're referencing to me? Yeah, you, you do. Oh, very well. Okay, I didn't sorry. get the directive. Good afternoon again, once I say to the listening audience. What you, I'm not going to say what you should have said or could have said, but one of the answers is the bowl, of course, represented the meat. Yes. And the bread represented, of course, the bread that people eat. The bread that's a literal translation. Yes, yes. But an implication was one of the things that Dr. David Hamilton Jackson did 
was the okay. Hamilton Jackson. Yeah, but was he a doctor? Yes. I didn't know yes. that. I know also he was a lawyer. Yes, he was a attorney. Also a minister. What? Also an editor. Also a person who led the labor union in yes. their rise to yes. increase payment. Yes. Consequently, you transfer the bread into what we call the colloquial mm-hmm. meaning of bread. Bread means money. 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 Okay? Oh. So bull and bread. They got oh. something to eat and they got paid. Oh, okay. okay. Now it makes a lot more sense. Welcome right. back, man. We are lost without you, Doc. That's <laughs> right. I'm always here to help and share in the wealth of knowledge. Yes. Yes. I took the literal trans uh, what's the translation. Translation, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck. I said, okay, bread and and, and, and beef. But, but you didn't have the doc beside you. That's right. That's so you couldn't take it off. to the next level. That's right. I couldn't take it to the next level. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, and one of the things I wanted to point out was in your introductory statement, uh, in addition to Dr. Harrigan and I being both PhDs in education, we have both taught at the University oh, of the Virgin Islands. Yes. One. Yes. We are also cousins. Uh-huh. Two. Three. We have relatives both on Anguilla, uh-huh. St. Martin, and Santo Domingo. Wow. So we amazing. have those commonalities. What uh, universities both attended? Well, no. He attended the University of the Virgin Islands. Yes. Okay. I went there too. Sorry. I don't know where he went. Oh, yeah. Or he did his uh, state site study. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No problem. So those are some of the commonalities. And the other commonalities also sure. coming from humble beginnings. But the interesting thing is when I was in the department as the director and coordinator of language arts under Dr. Linda Cricket. Dr. Harrigan had a course at the University of Virgin Islands where persons were encouraged to take it. I already had my doctorate, mm-hmm. but I decided to go and take the course oh, anyway. Okay. So under his tutelage, <laughs> I sat in his class. His tutelage. Yes, we both experienced that. So that's something that we have. So we have five commonalities uh, in terms of Dr. Harrigan and myself. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited today because several things going on all at once, so my hands are tied and my focus and directions are all over the place. Oh, and before you, I go further, go ahead. the young lady who is listening now, yes. I say to you, do not give up, never give up, pursue your dreams, and you can achieve them. For if in your heart you can conceive it, you certainly can achieve yes. it, and God will not cause you to stumble or fall. He will lift you up. So lift up your eyes onto the hills from whence cometh your health and your strength. I was saying to Professor Etienne that one of the things that could have been done to assist you, had I known before, was in addition to you having someone to take notes for you, would be someone who could sign for you. With the understanding, however, you had to have had sign language. I attended Gaudidet University in Washington, D.C., among the many schools I attended, and I'm certified and received a certificate in sign language. But I, too, have a commonality with you, and the commonality is I'm visually impaired or visually challenged. Subsequently, I cannot receive because I will not be able to see your sign, even if you're single-spelling. I would not be He's gone to house. Good afternoon.
would have helped tremendously are nevertheless I not a problem. I've not had by language. Whether or not the Zoom talk method or whether or not okay. had a professor who was at Gallaudet in Washington he could have helped. He had not been not received as I what I am sending in terms of the language and finger How are you doing? Oh. I'm trying to get somebody calling. Yes. Hello. Yes, go right ahead, Judith. Where are oh, hi. How are you? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, folks, we have contacted Dr. Judith Edwards. Edwin. 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 I'm sorry. Edwin. Yes. Edwin. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 I told you I have so many things I'm juggling right now, but uh, <laughs> interesting information she wants to share. Dr. Richardson's with me, and we have a student from okay. UVL online. So, mm-hmm. go right ahead. What I wonder you? if Dr. Edwin knows Dr. Richardson. <laughs> Do I know what? I wonder if Dr. Edwin knows Dr. Richardson. Dr. Leonard Richardson. Of yeah. course. <laughs> Leonard Richardson, don't yeah. I know you from where? Oh, yeah. <laughs> way back when, way back right. when. Yes, exactly. more than most, way back when we days. were all running around. Thinking we knew more than anybody else, (laughs) knowing that we were growing and and learning at the same time, which was so nice. Uh, It it was a really good, um, I think a good growing up time for us. Yes, very much so, very much so, yes, yes, yes. Yes, Well, we're we're grateful that you have time to chat with us today, and of course today's Uh topic will be two gentlemen who are involved in education, and we're talking Uh about... Learning from our contemporaries. This is the new series we talked we started on the show. So mm-hmm. with us, since Dr. Harrigan is unable to be here with us today, hopefully we'll have mm-hmm. him next week. But in the meanwhile, could you share some light for our audience? If you could tell the you guys students who are listening, what you know about Dr. Harrigan as a youngster, as a professor. Okay. All right, Ron. I, I know Ron very well growing up there at the bottom of Polyburg. <laughs> oh, okay. He grew up yeah. there at the bottom of Polyburg. Um, yes. In there, uh, his family, um, he was related to a group of ladies, the Rhymers, the um, Calistros. Correct. Um, they all are his family. And um, always and the Blake. Um, his, huh? And the Blake. The Blake, Viola of course, Blake yes. Aunt-in-law, yes. Viola yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he he was he brought up, uh, you know, as a youngster to learn and respect and and to yes. know that education would be a way for him to become a better person, yes. um, a better individual, and uh, someone who can move ahead. And um, Ron. Um, Ron came to UVI um, early on, back in the 60s, yes. and and took on his education at UVI. Uh, it happened so that when he finished UVI, or while he was UVI, he worked for my uncle, Mario Watlinger. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, he worked in the uh, registrar's office. Correct. And so he learned... Um, how to be a person to serve students and in the student area and became mm-hmm. knowledgeable 
Wow. And and Ron continued to better himself by becoming educated, getting his undergraduate degree, master's mm-hmm. degree, and then going on for a doctorate actually at Columbia. Columbia. Um, yes, Columbia's Teachers College. And meanwhile, wow. he got married to uh, Sandra Oliver from St. Croix, who was uh-huh. also at UVI. So, yes. And they have, I think, three boys. And they lived in St. Croix. He went back to St. Croix. He worked at the university over there also. And um, came back again and worked uh, after he finished his doctorate, came back and was vice president of student affairs under Dr. Ken. So, uh, yes, Orville Ken. And um, after that, then Ron uh, began to teach part-time at the university in the area of education. Yes. And he worked closely with um, good friends with, of course, Charles Turnbull, who, oh, yes. Um, yes, he was at the time taught. And Dr. Valak, Pearl Valak was very much a stalwart in our mm-hmm. education area. So mm-hmm. Ron learned lots of things from Dr. Turnbull and Dr. Valak yes. and Dr. Harrigan, for that matter, um, Noel Harrigan, mm-hmm. who was also head of ECC at the time the Eastern Caribbean Center. Oh, okay. And um, so um, so there was quite a lot that he worked, and then, of course, he worked on the Laverne Raxter. Yes. And then yes. he went on to start teaching in the in the education area. So, um, so Ron has been around, has done a lot, has taught, um, and so has developed uh, knowledge and, yes. and as a result of that, he developed a love for genealogy. Yes. And and has been um, working with a genealogical society, has traveled uh, to many places, learning about our heritage, the Dominican yes. Republic, of course, Cuba, Tartola. He has family in Anguilla, um, all those areas. And I think he wow. discovered... Lots of information, and I think the information that he has been sharing lately in the newspaper shows yes. his um, the wealth of information, the kind of research he has done to see where we are and where we've come from education-wise in this community. So um, I say all of that because that's really where Ron is, and Ron yes. could tell you better than I can oh, yeah. uh, his love of, of what uh, he's oh, yeah. doing and why. Well, it's funny because all this came about because weekends ago, Ron and I bumped into each other at the library at UBI, and we started chatting, and we realized that what he's doing now, working on his book or article for now published article in the Daily News, also mm-hmm. his book, similar to what I was teaching in class. So we invited him to class. He came to all three classes and the students love what he had to say. Because it was right up our alley about history in the Virgin Islands. But more specifically, he talked about in our class before he came how slaves even the emancipated or the people Blacks prior to emancipation didn't really have much of education. Now it came about in the Virgin Islands, or at that time they did interest in We did a mm-hmm. wonderful presentation. Students were asking right. those more information. Did he come back? Did he come back? <laughs> so he, yes. he's in demand. He's in demand. 
Yes, um, yes, and I'm sure, sure as he said, you know, the churches were the ones who um, spearheaded or who advanced uh, education for um, the students. Um, and as I'm sure, as he will share with you historically, you will yes. see that in the archives that it was the churches who began to um, help educate yes. and. and um, we see it not only the Moravian, the Lutheran, even the even and later on the even the Catholic um, Church, you know, yeah, right. um, where all the schools that were started. I mean, we that was the big thing was to have a yeah. parochial school uh-huh. as Correct. part of the developmental stages here in the Virgin Islands. Wow, how about that? Mm-hmm. Let me back to the book of faith because you mentioned two people that were at the UBI when I was there. I attended CBI for my freshman year only. But uh, mm-hmm. Ron Harrigan was my classmate, one of the classmates. And although mm-hmm. he was there, Dr. Ken was there. But I don't remember if he was a student. Was he a student back in the No, no, no. Yeah. Ken wouldn't have been a student. He would have been a math okay. teacher. Oh, yeah, Dr. That's Ken was, was a math teacher. Math he taught teacher. math. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I took his class. No, I don't think so. If I did, I would have remembered. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I more than likely did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. good. Dr. Richard, yes. what input do you have? Comments? Yes. Hello, Dr. Edwin. Yes, sir. Yes, good. Here, and you welcome once again. You have done a very good summarization <laughs> as well as a little accomplishment of Dr. Ronald Harrigan. In addition to that, he's also an athlete, much like Elrich Blake, mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. ball, and he was very much interested in promoting learning, athleticism, as well as social and community interest. What, one of the things he did was, as you pointed out, coming from that area right there, the foot of Hollywood, the Khalifa family and the Blake. Remember Miss Blake? That's right. Mm-hmm. Right along with your mother. And one of the things that I found was we were so committed that we shared, cared, loved, and respected everyone. And so education, even though it was back in the day, as you say, yesteryear, we did exceedingly well. And Dr. Harrigan was one of those folks who came to God and back. And one of the things I also like to write about his connection to archaeology and his connection to Anguilla and Santo Domingo, the Dominican Republic, and mm-hmm. also to Martin, because the Harrigan comes from and will stream down through the Martin and on to the right. mm-hmm. and then to St. Thomas. So we have that in common also. Mm-hmm. So it's a small world and the more yes. we look at it, we can see the connectivity that's there. Sure. Synchronicity exists. And we just talked about that right. back last week. But how names that I what Caribbean region or island mm-hmm. as well as trends, patterns of migration. Right. That's that's very correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Based upon occupation of one, the labor force 
cutting of the cane, picking up the oranges in Florida, and the bills are coming down to the town to be involved, involved in the mercantile activities and all of the And we must be very grateful because even though many of our churches have yet to leave, may not have had the celebrated whatever. We learn and learn well. Oh, yes. You're absolutely correct. The Moravian, Lutheran, and the Catholic, more so than any other person. Now we have other people doing it, like the missionaries, the Baptists, the some other people, and Calvary Baptists. But the three seminals would be the Moravian, the Lutheran, and the Catholic. And it also follows the chronology. And interestingly enough, as we look at the entire situation, we know we can trace this person taught that person, who in turn taught the other person. And we have, as I said, sort of connectivity and the symmetry as we move on. You know, Dr. Edwin, we must not forget the Washington <laughs> from Long Pad, yes. actually known as, we say Long Pad, but it's... Proper name. Palm Strada. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the proper name is Palm Strada. People say from up in Garden Street, but yes. no, it's Palm Strada. Please, long part. And I can name several persons. Before you go any further, please translate Strada for all. Okay, Strada is the Danish word which means small tree. Oh. As opposed to Gada, yes. which means large tree. And Ronigan's Gada as opposed to. When I try to literally translate, I thought it's part of me. No. Great Jewish Stratas led to Gardas. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you know, you took long class, for example, Palm Strata. If you follow Palm Strata, when you get to where the mineral home was, you got an option to then cross the Commandant Gada on your left. And going on mm-hmm. die Gada, which is taking down the bakery and it's all down to the back to the dinner So you could go up the steps. That would take you up to the no road. And you go up to another mm-hmm. step and street That's and right. that would take you up to high road. High road. That's Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me give you some mm-hmm. about that. In the uh, this is more than and one or two other in the school. The boys. That's correct. And then one day, I was in about first or second grade, but one day I wanted to hang out with them and hang out with them. They didn't want to be anywhere in my third quarter. They took a teenage men. And I went and I mean to play hide and seek with them, taught, went up the step, looked at them, and they hit past and find them. I was up there for an hour. This and was late And while <laughs> while I'm on there, uh, it's interesting. Welcome and thank you so much for your presenting the opportunity of chew and sell or chew and fail as the on this weekend. Okay. Okay. Dr. Yes. Edwin? Hello. Yes, I'm still here. I will say, mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yes, I will say. I can I'm hear also, you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm very proud and glad that you put on the display and the opportunity for Chew and 
sale just this past weekend and also the opportunity. Oh, we had sip and 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 sip and shop. Mm-hmm. Okay, sip and shop. Oh, the alliteration of mm-hmm. the letter S. S and shop. Alliteration. Yes. Oh, Sister Jude yes. would be so proud of Oh, us. yes. You know. Yes. <laughs> but I really appreciate you letting me just speak for a few minutes on Dr. Harrigan, um, ETN, and Dr. Yes. Richardson. And Thank you. Thank you. Um, we are, um, I have to go. We just Concluded another little yes. event we had here with Tregenza yes. Roach. So, a breakfast. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, thank you so, very much for taking uh, time. We appreciate that. Thank you. Next yes. week, you'll be okay. on the Next very week, well. you'll be on, you'll be on Dr. Harrigan, I'm sure, and, yes, and more. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you again. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. And, and you all have a good day. You do you as well. All right. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye. That's great. That is fantastic. Oh, we have a student on the line. Let's see if the student has anything to say. Ms. Annapool, are you there? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Oh, good, good, good. Have you have any questions or comments you'd like to make? Uh, yes, I have a comment to say. So basically, while I've been on this line, I've been hearing nothing about um, everything about education and how it's a big factor. And I realized that our ancestors, you know, have put their foot and their, you know, and everything they had to make sure that the upcoming yes. generation gets yes. the kind of education that they need. And yes. they, um, they, you know, basically took advantage of it. You know, some take advantage of it. Some people don't really care about it, but what they don't realize is that in Virgin Islands, um, education is a big factor in the Virgin Islands. True. Education is a very big factor. You know, we have a lot of doctors that we don't know about. We have a lot of um, history that we don't know about, but yet we're not being, we're not, we're not being informed about that information. So what I'm trying to say is that we should know more about our history than anything else, and we should educate the upcoming generation about our history rather than just saying, oh, this is this, is this person, this is that person, they've done this, this, this. No. What we should do is say, okay, this is what they've done for us, this is what they have done to make her, make sure that you know we get what we need in order for us to in order for us to move on in order for us to make the world a better place we're very well put very very well put you know what i am declaring you to become our student advocate help other students learn what you just said i would love to invite you to come back on a regular basis every saturday if you can do that whatever works best for you Spread the word and have other students learn because, yes, what we're doing here on this show, sometimes, most of the time, you won't find in, in, in textbooks. But Dr. Richardson by my side, he gives you a wealth of information. Go ahead. Do you have any particular yeah. questions for Dr. Richardson? Ms. Anpo? Yes. Yeah. yeah, do you have any particular questions for Dr. Richardson? He's here with me. Oh, yeah. Um when is he planning on writing the book? Because oh, I did Dr. ask Har- him. Excuse me. That's Dr. Harrigan. Dr. Richardson is, oh, is there with me. Dr. Harrigan is not here today. He'll be here next week. 
Oh, okay. Well, um, what does he do again? What kind of well, doctor he, is he? He's a PhD. He knows about your family heritage. Mention your name, and he'll tell you the whole story. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, my mom is a Lesbian, and my yes. father is a Vanderpool. And, you know, I have a lot of family in the British Virgin Islands in general. Mm-hmm. So. so what would you like to know? Any particular question? I would like to know anything that you have to offer. Okay, Doc, all yours. <laughs> Good morning once again. Yes, yeah. thank you very much for allowing me the opportunity to interact with you via the electronic devices called telephones. <laughs> now, it is interesting to no- <laughs> it is interesting to note that you have cited two very powerful, prominent family ties. Vantapoo and Letsums. Letsums, yes. Okay. One side, the Letsums were entrepreneurs, particularly in the term of being persons who operated stores, as we call them, shops, in and also in the business of grooming, hairdressing, and barbering, particularly. Vantapoo's, for example, were people who were very much prolific in doing a number of things. Among them would be in terms of mercantilism, which is shopping and trading, also in teaching, also in becoming persons who traded up and down and who did a lot of work in terms of building, the builders, the carpenters, those kinds of trades, those kinds of activities. So they went hand in hand. And coming from the island of Tortola, Virgin Gara, Yusfandaik, Anigara, the persons intermarried in the sense that villages, you married someone on whom you could depend. And therefore, people are not only related on one side, but they have double-sided relationships and intermarriages mm-hmm. in the sense of families. So therefore, when you speak with a letsum, you're not so sure that you're just speaking with a letsum. You're speaking with a letsum a Vantapool, a Thomas, a Penn, and a Smith. Those words, those names are interrelated and subsequently interdependent. Educators, architects, builders, shopkeepers, and persons who took care of their communities, of their homes, of their islands, and then the intertrading between and among St. Thomas, Virgin Garda, Anigada, Tortola, which is really called Turtle Dove, that's a Spanish name, Turtle Dove, and even Salt Island, Norman Island, and all those islands there. Really, those islands are the true Virgin Islands, as Columbus named them. St. Thomas was part of the Danish West Indies, not the Virgin Islands. It became the Virgin Islands later, but the true Virgin Islands are those islands which were under the British domination because St. Thomas was part of the Danish, Danish West Indies. St. Croix was part of the French Federation of French West Indies. Mm-hmm. How, how about that? See the things you learn on this show? I've learned a lot. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Anything else? Um, yes. Also, I don't know if it's true, but my mom has always told me that the lesson came 
um, after so the lesson came before the Vanderpools. I'm not too that sure. Correct. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct, yeah. The Vanderpools okay. actually was a name that came from the Dutch That's island. Vanta. Uh huh. And the Letsons were there before. They were strongly British or European British. Yes, English, if you will. But Vantapool, Vanta, the prefix Vanta comes from the lowlands, mm-hmm. Netherlands, or Holland. We just talked about Dutch. that this week, yes. Netherlands, yes. yes. Holland, yes. Netherlands. You see, a lot of people would say, for example, you're talking about you're going to, well, let me back up by saying one of the things people tend to forget is when you look at the name, the prefix gave the meaning and the suffix would give the intensity. So nether means low and the Netherlands is the name that we call the Dutch, but Dutch is not a Dutch name. It's not a Dutch word. The Dutch word is an English word for the Netherlands or low countries such as Holland. And so they speak Hollandaise. They don't speak Dutch. They speak Hollandaise. And you talk mm-hmm. about the zoo in the Z and those places that below sea level, the North Sea is above them, but the North Sea is the problem. So they put up the dikes yes. to keep out the powerful North Sea or the ocean. Yes. And it's cold. Very cold. Yes, I had an opportunity. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had an opportunity to go there one time. In mm-hmm. the summertime, I went to the dike. Mm-hmm. Oh, Very chill. It was freezing. Yes. Everyone hits. Yes. Oh, uh-huh. man, you, get to, you turn into icicle in no time. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you learn the story of the little boy mm-hmm. who the dike had a crack in it and yes. the water was beginning to come through. And he knew if the dike or the dam, as we call it, had broken, his town would have been flooded. Yes. And so he sat there all night with his finger in the mm-hmm. hole so the water would not come through and force the dike open. And of course, you know, he died. And when the morning came and people saw him stopping, yes. because just as Professor Etienne has just pointed, it gets very cold, and by night the temperature goes down to below zero. He was frozen as an ice yes. along with his finger in the hole that stopped the dike from falling apart and flooding his town. And wasn't that a story by Hans Christian Andersen? Exactly. From Denmark? That's correct. So the Danish even represented or uh, respected the story of what happened in Holland. That's correct. In and, the uh, Netherlands, yes. In the Netherlands, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <clears throat> well, my dear, Miss Vanderpool, you're welcome to stay on the line and listen in as, as long as you want. We're going to move on. Feel free to, ch- to chime in anytime you have a question or comment, okay? I have a question for you, Miss Vanderpool. Okay, good. My question is, you and I, as I pointed out earlier in this Mm -hmm. statement, we have a commonality. We are challenged. Professor Mm -hmm. Etienne told me of your hearing, mine is visual. I am visually challenged. My question to you is, do you have access to or have you had in the past any exposure to sign language? Um, in the past, yes. Um, you did? I went to classes. Yes, I went to classes when I was younger, and I took up some sign language classes. And, you know, it helped me. But when I lost my hearing, which is at the age of two or three years old, wow. I was, yeah, I was, um, I started reading 
So. You mean the Braille? Because, yeah, because of me reading it, it helped me to understand more. So, Very say good. for example, yeah, say for example, you know, you can be talking to me and your your back is turned to me. I can hear you, but I wouldn't understand what you're saying. Yes. Oh, okay. but, and the reason, go ahead. But if you're, if we're face to face and you're talking to me, I am able to hear you and understand you very clear. Very good. I'm going to recommend the title of a book that's very helpful. Now, I can sign because I was trained at Gallaudet College. And therefore, but since I've lost my visibility or impairment, therefore, I cannot receive or see what your response is. You can speak and I will hear you but I will not be able to sign back to you in the sense of I can sign to you, but I cannot receive if you are signing to me because I wouldn't see you, but I don't need to see you. Just as you have said, the body language, the nonverbal communication provides that gap and says an awful lot. So I'm saying this in a book that I'm recommending is if you are interested down at UBI, get them to order it for you. It's called Talk to the Deaf, Talk to the Deaf by Leland Talk. And that book will help you in terms of finger spelling as mm-hmm. well as phraseology, how you would show thanks, how you show love, how you would show whatever. Since you can see, the person who's talking to you should face you directly and therefore you'll be able to read the person's lips as he or she speaks, and therefore it would lend itself to greater comprehension, clarity, and also communication. Oh, well, thank you. You're most welcome. Well, I'm certainly glad you took the time to be here with us. Feel free to stay on the line. We will continue what we have. But call in, not call in, but chime in with any question comes you have along the way. Okay? I will. Okay, great, great, great. That is fantastic, Dr. Richardson. That she sure. call in. That lady is determined to get learning under her belt. Of course. <laughs> yes, that is great. I, I commend her. I really do. I represent <clears throat> that kind of person. Yes. That kind of yes. go get them yes. attitude yes. because you will succeed. Yes. Not because of, but you will succeed in, in spite, spite of. of. There you go. Took a little while to get. The, the, the engine running, but she got it running. Good. Good. Yeah, good. Forward so, ever. Yeah, thank you so much. We, we commend you. We commend you heartily. Spread the word with the other students or any other students with disabilities you know of. There's ways around it, okay? Great. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to turn to Dr. Leonard Richardson. Very well. <laughs> talk about yourself. Very well. But before you do, let me share with the audience what I do know about you. Very well. And what I do remember. Very well. Mary Lynn, because we haven't seen each other, what, over 50 years since the last time? Now you're dating us. Oh, Lord of money. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. That is a while. That is mm-hmm. a while. Because although we grew up as neighbors here on St. Thomas, mm-hmm. I'm on the, not the top, but halfway up Synagogue Hill, well, the other side of Synagogue mm-hmm. Hill, <clears throat> where it turns into Noragata. Crystal Gata turns into Noragata. Crystal Gata, that's right. 
I, I'm so used to calling it Synagogue Hill, but there's mm-hmm. no Synagogue Hill in St. Thomas. It's right. Crystal Goddard. Crystal Goddard. It's a official street name. Yes. At the top of, of Crystal Goddard, it turns left, go downhill. That's Naragata. Correct. Well, right there, that turn and point is where I live. <clears throat> Dr. Richardson and I used to see each other as he would pass with his mom going up the steps to the house next door where he worked, where his mother worked. Which is Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace today, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Was the Lockheed's residence. That is correct. When we were kids. Mm-hmm. But then right down the hill from us, about a block, is where Dr. Richardson grew up. That's correct. Right across the street from what was the public, Eden Park Public Library. That's it correct. It still is, but it's closed now. Yes. The, the <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm laughing at myself because mm-hmm. I'm regretting that I didn't do what Dr. Richardson did. Many times when the group of us friends, guys, would hang out together and we'd say, let's go look for some mangoes, let's go look for some common, let's go look for some whatever fruits is in season. Leonard, you coming with us? He said, okay, I'll be there. You know where he went? He went straight to the library. <laughs> he stayed there. <laughs> That's true. Now today, he knows a whole lot more that, that a lot of us could have learned if we had followed his steps, nevertheless. Mm-hmm. So let me turn to you and ask you this. Sure, Leonard. What? What caused you at such an early age to go to the library so often? Well, there are several factors that coalesce. One, my, I come from a long line of educators in oh, family, okay. my father's side, okay. both in the British Islands as well as the Dutch Islands. My uncle and my father and my aunts were teachers. They would oh. call them at the time school masters. masters and know. my two uncles became headmasters. And my one aunt just remained as a school mistress. Mm. When the British were in charge of Anguilla, Tortola, and those islands, they had persons who would come from England to teach the yes. students or to teach the children, yes. the little darkies, as they were called. Wow. In addition to that, my uncle became the first student from the island of Anguilla to go on to college. He went on took the examination to go to Barbados, passed it. He was the only one who did. But my father remained there for a little while, and my father became a shipwright. A shipwright is a person who builds boats. Oh, shipwright. Now, yes. Yes. As a result of that, my uncle, who was going to go to Barbados, he was all packed and set and ready to go. My grandfather was in the United States. He had gone to the United States to work in the steel mills. And he worked in the steel mills in New Jersey and in Pittsburgh. And he sent a dispatch to my grandmother to tell my grandmother, do not send my uncle Oliver to Barbados. Rather, get him ready on the boat that was coming up to New York to come to the United States. And so my uncle ended up going to New York, and my grandfather met him in New York. And while he was there, my uncle and my grandfather had become Episcopalians or Anglicans. Therefore, my grandfather became friendly with an Anglican priest, and they sent my uncle down to a very interesting place many, many, many miles away, and this would be down to St. Augustine College in Florida. And my uncle was in the first graduating class <coughs> from St. Augustine College. Really? To make a lo- yes. To make a long story short and a short story shorter, <laughs> he went on, finished his work, 
got a doctorate, became an MD, medical doctor, and then returned to New York. And from New York, the Depression set in. And in the Depression, 1970, not with the first one, as World War I was at its heyday, he then turned to barbering and became a member or a follower of the teaching of Elijah Muhammad as well as such things as the Masonic Order. Fast forwarding, he continued there. He has no seed, no offspring, never married, but he devoted himself completely to educating those around him, the black men, the black women in Harlem. Wow. Up on 117th Street and 125th Street. Now, that's wow. my uncle. My father taught in Anguilla and then moved over to St. Martin and then on to a very interesting place called Martinique and Guadeloupe, where he learned and mastered French, and then he also mastered Spanish. So my father was a linguist. Mm. Now, I seemingly have inherited that particular gene, and so I speak a couple of languages myself, and I went on into education. I attended, Etienne and I, that is Professor Etienne, your professor, attended both the St. Peter and Paul Roman Catholic school, yes. not the grammar. I went to St. Peter and Paul Roman Catholic High School. I went to the grammar school. And he went to the grammar school, yeah. and he relocated and went to the mainland, but yeah. I stayed here. So, and then I went to the Charlotte Amalia High School. So I attended both the St. Peter and Paul and the Charlotte Amalia High School. Graduated, uh, not valedictorian, but class, because in those days you couldn't come from one school and go to another yeah. and become val. But nevertheless, I formed some very strong bonds and friendships between both schools. I later on became a teacher at the Charles Amalia High School at the school that is known today as school right across from the parking lot, the Ola F. Muller Elementary School, also the school that is now known as the school that was once known as Cohen Elementary School. It is now to the Gladys Abraham Elementary School. I also taught, well, I was a principal, really. I went into administration at the school that is now known as the Blazers, which is actually the Bertha C. Bushelter Middle School. And I'm presently also the assistant principal at the Edith Williams Alternative Academy. Now, we should note in this long passage that what we have is my training and experience at the elementary level, the middle school level, the high school level. And then, as if that were not enough, I went on to teach at the University of the Virgin Islands, Howard University, also to teach across the seas. But before I say the across the seas, let me say this. I received a Bachelor of Arts degree in English and History at the Morgan State University. First, it was Morgan State College. I then went on to receive a Master's degree also from Morgan in Biology and Chemistry. I then went on to study and take two PhDs, one from Indiana University, the other from Rutgers University in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Then I received a fellowship to go abroad as a Fulbright Scholar. And I studied at Cambridge University in Cambridge, England, 
In addition, I studied at the University of Paris, or Sorbonne, which is in Paris, France, the French University, and I studied there as an exchange student and scholar, both in France, England, and in Germany at what we refer to as the great university of our Germany. Now, I'm saying that to say by that time, things had evolved globally so that I was picked up, that is, in the sense of selected, tapped, encouraged to serve as an external examiner for persons who wish to go abroad to study because of my fluency and my ability, facility in French, Spanish, Italian, and also Latin. Wow. At great St. Peter and Paul yes, Catholic Paul. School, yes, yeah. Latin. Yes. And then I, on my own, I went on and studied Ruski, which is Russian. Ruski? Yes. So Why? That, <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> I picked up also in my travels Ooh, such things as Farsi, and therefore it gave me quite an extensive wow. repertoire in terms of languages. A product of the Virgin Islands. Yes. On beyond the libraries of St. Thomas. Beyond the libraries of the <laughs> Enid Embar Library, which was first the public library that named the Enid Embar. It is now closed, unfortunately. And beyond the mangoes and the tamas. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, you see, folks, this is a good example of how we can accomplish what we want to oh, accomplish. Yes. We put our minds to it. And we, while you're saying that, if I may, yeah, sure. one of the things we would point out, as Dr. Edwin was saying also, we all worked together, yes. played together, yes. went to school together, yes. and worshipped together. together. And therefore, it was the entire village rearing the child. So all mothers had a responsibility right. to look after all upcoming persons. Exactly. And then the interesting thing is when we left here and went away to college, Many of us had teachers who did not have degrees, but yet when we got to college on the mainland, we were well qualified. Well qualified, and in many cases, we were exempted from freshman classes because we had tested and tested highly enough to be deserving of the title proficient, and we were then put into the advanced classes. So you see, it worked and worked well. And the Virgin Islands had at one time the highest percentage of literacy yes. in the entire Caribbean. Wow. So that it's something for us to yes. look for. Even though we're looking back, retrospectively, we are projecting forward because of those upbringings, yes. because of those ladders on which you could climb. Yes. The scaffolding is there. It can be done. And Dr. Harrigan knows about that very yes. well. very well. And it's interesting because when he comes on next week, I could point out, but I'll say it now. I was already a PhD twice over, but I was at the the Department of Education and a course was being offered in administration. And I voluntarily went down there. I did not need to take the course, but I took it nonetheless. And the instructor was none other than Dr. Ronald Harrigan, wow. who incidentally is my cousin, yes. and we have several things in common. We'll save that for next, yes. next yes. time. Yeah. It's funny that you should mention about having qualifications to exceed entrance into high schools or being prepared and well qualified yes. for that. Yes. Here's what happened to me that, that, that fulfills what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. When I 
uh, left Virgin Islands in 1960, what was it, 62, 63, okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. I went straight to um, New York City in the middle of the school year. <clears throat> I was two at the end of the school year. So I went in preparation for the next school year, and I went to Rice University where Lou Alcinda now, um, what's his name? Uh, Absolutely. Lou Alcinda. Lou Alcinda, yes, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. I still know him as, um, well, anyhow. The point is, I went to the school, and it's said, well, what's your entrance exam? I said, well, what do you mean? I don't have one. Well, where is your entrance exam? You cannot enter unless you have one. So I had to make a decision. Should I repeat the high school in New York, in the, the eighth grade in New York, to get into a Catholic school in, in, in New York City, mm-hmm. or should go into public school? I chose to repeat the high school. Maybe, maybe let me just say this, yeah. not kind of cross You're right. Lou Alcindor is his name, but he's better known as Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. There you go. Okay, we okay. got it. We okay. got it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Anyhow, the thing is, I took, uh, I made a choice to repeat the eighth grade in the school, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> even to repeat the the, um, the high school that qualified me not to take the high school entrance exam, mm-hmm. I, I repeated eighth grade. And when I did, I passed it with flying colors. Mm-hmm. And that tells us basically what you're saying. Mm-hmm. We may have come from the Virgin Islands, a small place, but we were well academically qualified. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Indeed. And I'm a living proof of that. I, I got caught in the, mm-hmm. in, in the barbed wire, but nevertheless, I made my own choice mm-hmm. to repeat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was terrified going to public school because I've never attended public school. Correct. To begin with. You and much less my, my knowledge of the stateside is... is, is what I saw on West Side Story. And it was not necessarily a good one. <laughs> exactly. The sharks and the jets. Exactly. And I didn't know which one to choose, and I didn't want to go there because I wanted to stay. Now, this brings up another point. We just discussed it in class this week. Dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Or dyspora. Diaspora. Diaspora. Okay. The different pronunciation. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a Greek word, yes. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, that means a scattering. A scattering of people, yes. Yeah. Exactly. And people will go to where they feel comfortable, where they find other people who are similar to them. Now, I didn't have any say in that because my scattering was chosen for me by my mom mm-hmm. and my relatives, who I didn't really know, extended mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And part of that extended family, I must say, is typical, at least when I was growing up, I don't know if it still is, typical that the village was raising a child. Mm-hmm. My mom, unfortunately was born shortly after her mother died or while the mother was in childbirth. Mm-hmm. In childbirth. In childbirth, yes. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, Mrs. Ruth Molina and my mom were siblings. Well, not siblings, but uh, contemporaries. And Mrs. Ruth Molina is Dr. Yes. Ruth Molina. Honorary. Honorary, mm-hmm. honor, yes, mm-hmm. yes, I know. So my um, Mrs. Dr. Molina and my mom were raised as siblings. Mm-hmm. or quasi-siblings. And that helped pour me in the direction of education because mm-hmm. I didn't know what education was all about. I didn't have any educational family members or family members in education in that, in that field. Mm-hmm. But I do know that uh, Aunt Ruth and her family, she was a teacher, principal on down the line. That's correct. And, and director at the Department of Education. Yes. And I took summer classes with her for my math when I was in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but I used to go with her husband at the time, Uncle uh, Lucien, Lucien, who was senior. a plumber, yes. And it was fun for me because I was having, what do you call it, apprenticeship. Because mm-hmm. while he was out in the field, 
setting up his plumbing, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I got to go along. Mm-hmm. I had the funny thing. <laughs> they gave me a job because there was about 9, 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. What can I do there as a plumber? I, I didn't know what the heck what plumbers do, but I was learning as I was watching them. You were learning a trade. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. But what they gave me as a job was on water island. I remember that. Mm-hmm. They had to heat the fire so they could warm their food because they couldn't travel back and put it in down for lunch or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That was just wasn't feasible. So I was the fire fire maker. I had to make a fire. Now, what little I remember from Boy Scouts, I got the fire going, mm-hmm. but I couldn't keep it going. <laughs> I couldn't keep it going. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned. One, 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 one reason why they wanted to keep going, because one, whatever they, when they were finished with lunch, they wanted to use the fire so that lead they used to put in the Correct, for soldering. Yeah, soldering, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because unknown to you and perhaps unknown to them, you are fulfilling a mandate yes. by Booker T. Washington who uh-huh. said, cast down your buckets yes. where you are. And that particular mandate became a very pivotal point for an argument between William Edward Burkhardt Dubois, oh, Dubois. or Dubois, as some people pronounce it. Dubois in French. Uh, the boy in French, Dubois in English. Yes. And also Washington Carver mm. in terms Georgia. of whether or not the talented tent is what we should be striving for, education as opposed to trade. And Carver argued for trade. The boys argued for education. Yes. And Carver's counterpoint was, no matter what man may do, the height of his achievement and accomplishment, he will need the tradesman, the carpenter to build a house. Yes. As in your case, it would have been yes. the plumber yes. to connect your water yes. pipes and all of that. And I and, need that now. The cook. <laughs> well, so, well, see? Yes. So you, unknown to you, you are fulfilling yes. the mandate yes, of the exactly. ancestors. And this exactly. is all part of the yes. diaspora, yes, the diaspora, yes. as people would say. Yes. Well, this has been a very interesting topic. Uh, we got input from our audience. We covered topics, and Dr. Rich and I, I thank you so much for being able, not being able, but being willing to share your history, your background, mm-hmm. because obviously we have stood on the line, I'm sure. She has gained a lot from that. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's interesting. There's something I want to point out. Our, the interesting thing is Dr. Judith Edwin, mm-hmm is a product of St. Peter and Paul also. And then, of course, she she was at the university, so was Dr. Hawkins, and so was Dr. Gwen Molina, who is the daughter of your aunt, Ruth Molina. So the litany continues. The circle goes around. Right. Exactly. Well, folks, we're getting ready to uh, wrap things up because we're down to our last minute. So let me see if our student is still on the line. Ms. Vanderpool, are you still there? Yes, yes, I am. Any last comments in 30 seconds um, or less? Yeah. Um, so you did say earlier that you were um, bilingual. Yes, I am. He's more than bilingual. He's being modest. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> I am multilingual. Yes. See, remember that mm-hmm. word from class? Multilingual. He is. So true. Mm-hmm. So how hard was it for you to learn all of these languages at once? Let me, let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. We'll answer that question off the line because we're down to 30 seconds. It's going to take more than 30 seconds. Don't go away. and We'll talk to you after the show ends. The show's going to end in about 20 oh. seconds. Thank you very much. All right. Dr. Richardson, thank you again no for problem. being here. And You're most experience. welcome. Oh, this has been wonderful. And look forward to next week. Yes. And we the have Lord's to thank willing. Dr. Judith 
Edwin. Edwin, yes. Yeah. I want to keep saying welcome. <laughs> All right. So we want to thank you, folks, for listening. We'll see you again next week. Same time, same place. Thank you. See you next week. Enough is enough.
Now that the talk is emancipation. Hey. 